Life Audio. Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity, and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Today I'm going to be meditating on a concept of how to praise God. Um, And I'm going through the Psalms in order to do this, of course. And um, as I've done this, one of the things that's really stuck out to me, I kind of thought before I really stopped and almost outlined a lot of the individual Psalms, I thought that the Psalms were all praise. Um, But that's definitely not true. Some of them are. Some of the some some of them from start to finish are nothing but praising God. And what I am counting as praising God here is not just saying, "Oh God, you are so great and you are so gracious," and that certainly does count. Um, but also stopping and meditating on how on the works of His hands and how amazing it is, or picturing Him in His throne room and imagining the scene in heaven compared to what's going on on earth, uh, or specifically the um, confessions of faith. So as somebody is going through a trial and they're crying out to God and saying, here's all the awful things that are happening, but I know that you are good, but I know that you will come through and here's what I know you're going to do for me because I know who you are. So it's really good to look at in terms of training wheels for our own prayers. So I wanted to look at a couple of of the Psalms that are not necessarily chock full of just God, you're so great and awesome, but the, the Psalms that are mostly crying out and complaining and asking God to do this, that, and the other. And then there's praise that's interjected. Sometimes it ends with praise um, and sometimes it ends or sometimes it's interspersed throughout, but it has that hopeful note. And I think that's really good for us to learn from. So I'll start with Psalm number six. Uh, This is one of David's. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, nor chastise me in your hot displeasure. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? 
return, O Lord, deliver me. So that first part is him complaining and, you know, asking God to do something. Now he's he's getting into the, the, the petition. Return, O Lord, deliver me. Oh, save me for your mercy's sake. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In the grave, who will give you thanks? I am weary with my groaning. So now he's just pouring out his heart. This is how I'm feeling. I am weary with my groaning. All night I make my bed swim. I drench my couch with my tears. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all of my enemies. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. So now he's not talking to God anymore. Now he's just talking about to the people around him. For the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. So now we get into the faith statement. He's saying, I know God has heard me. So that's definitely him just saying, I, I taking it on faith. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and greatly troubled. Let them turn back and be ashamed suddenly. So these are his, his rec- recognition. This is like what Paul says in... In um, Philippians, let me go read that, the the very famous verse that says, um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Uh, I'm quoting it before I actually get there and I might quote it wrong. Hold on. Um, Okay, so be anxious for nothing. This is um, Philippians 4, 6, starting at verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So David is giving us a picture of that, a demonstration of what that actually looks like. He's crying out, he's presenting his requests, and then he has this peace that God has heard him, and that he's going to have the thing that he requests, so that he can actually thank God for it as a result. Okay, and another example of this um, is going to be Psalm 38. So it's interesting to me that Psalm 38 comes right after 37, which is such a redemptive uh, psalm of justice. And yet right after David writes that one, now suddenly he launches into 38, which is definitely not that. Um, so it says, O Lord, do not rebuke me in your wrath, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure for your arrows pierce me deeply and your hand presses me down. So it's good to remember too, that in the old Testament, there was no doctrine of Satan. So there, Satan was almost not mentioned in the old Testament. So from the, the perspective of the old Testament saints, whenever anything bad went, went against them, they figured it was God doing it. And we now know that isn't the case. We have an enemy. Um, but as far as David knew, that was what was going on. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, nor any health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. And this is also good to to recognize that God doesn't tell it. It's not like he gets tired of us complaining. If we need to complain, he's the one we should go to. David gives us a really good example of that. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long for my loins are full of inflammation and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart. And then he says, Lord, all my desire is before you and my sighing is not hidden from you. So he recognizes that God hears him and that he, that, that God's aware of everything that's going on. My heart pants, my strength fails me. As for the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. My loved ones and my my friends stand aloof from my plague and my relatives stand afar off. So everybody's forsaken him too. Those also who seek my life lay snares for me. Those who seek my hurt speak of destruction and plan deception all the day long. But I, like a deaf man, do not hear. And I am like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus I am like a man who does not hear and in whose mouth is no response. 
And now here we actually get at least some statement of, of faith. For in you, O Lord, I hope. You will hear, O Lord my God. There's his faith statement. For I said, hear me, lest they rejoice over me, lest when my foot slips, they exalt themselves against me. So he's reiterating his statement, but he's already said, God hears him. For I am, and now he's back to his complaining. For I am ready to fall, and my sorrow is continually before me. For I will declare my iniquity. I will be in anguish over my sin. But my enemies are vigorous and they are strong. And those who hate me wrongfully have multiplied. Those also who render evil for good, they are my adversaries because I follow what is good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, do be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. So he ends with a plea. He's not still ending with the the, the woe is me, everything is, is going terribly, and it certainly was for David for a lot, large part of his life. But he still had that faith statement in the midst of it. And then he's still in that same place um, in Psalm 39. So this is still David. Um, and at that point, there's also only one verse that I think of is actual praise in there. Uh, it says, I said, I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred up. My heart was hot within me while I was musing. The fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. So now he's recounting his experience. This is also a really good, like a lot of times when I get stressed out about something, it, it really helps to recount what happened in prayer journal format that's largely what he's what what david is doing here and then he says uh, this is what he spoke with his tongue lord make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that i may know how frail i am indeed you have made my days as handbreadths and my ages as nothing before you so this is him he's not praising god yet but he is shifting his perspective and recognizing there's a bigger picture god is eternal and his life is just but a breath certainly every man at his best state is but a vapor surely every man walks about like a shadow surely they busy themselves in vain he heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them and now here we go is uh, this is his his actual uh, faith statement and now oh lord what do i wait for my hope is in you so this is his recognition that his god is his only hope and now he goes into his petition Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the reproach of the foolish. I was mute. I did not open my mouth because it was you who did it. Remove your plague from me. I am consumed by the blow of your hand. When what? When with rebukes you correct man for iniquity, you make his beauty melt away like a moth. Surely every man is a vapor. And I think that also is just still the meditation of, of perspective, of how short this life is, even when you're having distress. It's, it's not going to last. Um, and actually, let me pause for a second on that. Um, that reminds me of Second Corinthians four, uh, verse eighteen. For while we for, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, so they're they're fading away. But the things which are which are not seen are eternal. So that's what he's uh, that's that's what i think that david is is meditating on here and then he gets into the petition also hear my prayer o lord and give ear to my cry do not be silent at my tears for i am i am a stranger with you a sojourner as all my fathers were remove your gaze from me that i may regain strength before i go away and i'm no more so again that's like he sinks back into that woe is me because he still again has that that perspective that everything bad that happens to him has to come from god because in the old testament he didn't realize that he had an adversary uh, but even in the midst of that, even when that was his perspective, he still said, and now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. He still thought God was going to come through for him, and he was still praising him for that. 
Um, another example of this, um, so this one is the a contemplation of the sons of Korah, who were later um, worship leaders. As and we, this one is a, a famous worship song too. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my pa- my so pants my soul for you, O God. Um, and I don't consider that necessarily to be praise, at least not in the way that I'm delineating it. It's more just saying I long for God, but it is turning perspective to Him. It's it's putting the attention on what matters most. So it's like a preparation for worship, I think. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a, that kept a pilgrim feast. So he's thinking about a time when life was better than it currently is. And then this next part, so this isn't exactly praise either, but it is him encouraging himself in the Lord, like David did at Ziklag. It says, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So he's anticipating that God is going to come through for him, that he hears him, and that he's going to be there for him, that that, that God is, is his help. And now he keeps on with his, with his woe is me. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill Mizar. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. So he's stirring himself up and focusing on the source of his help now. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. So this, that also is, is that's a, a, an, um, evidence of him praising. He's saying the Lord will command his loving kindness. He will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and he can trust that. And in the night, his song shall be with me. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down? And this is the, the refrain too. It's like a chorus. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance. Um, so that's the the same kind of a concept of stirring himself up. And then the, the next one, the uh, Psalm 43, is a companion piece to this, uh, also from the sons of Korah. So this is a pleading with God. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man, for you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I I will go. And so now he's he's going into praise here as well because he's saying this when that happens then I will go to the altar of God to God my exceeding joy and on the harp I will praise you O God my God. And then he says the same thing the same refrain that he said in the last one why are you cast down O my soul and why are you disquieted within me hope in God for I shall yet praise him that's a faith statement the help of my countenance and my God. So there's a lot of psalms that that follow this pattern. A whole lot of them are just, you know, praise from end to end. But many of them, I think, are really helpful for us when we're in a place where we really need to cry out to God and also do it in such a way that we're still encouraging ourselves at the same time. We're encouraging ourselves with who he is and the fact that he is going to turn 
his face to us and the problems that we're experiencing, they're just for a moment. They're just for a breath and they'll pass away. And the, the, the place where our help is coming from, that place is eternal. And here it's all passing away. But at the same time, there's this expectation that here in the land of the living, we will rejoice. We will see God come through. That's a really good pattern, I think, for us to follow. So I hope that was helpful to you. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you next week. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.